Again, everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of Now We're Talking. I'm Rob Danish from the University of Waterloo, and this is a podcast about communication skills. So today, I want to talk about something relatively broad compared to some of the some of the other more specific practices we've been discussing, because it's been on my mind lately, and I, I think I'm increasingly seeing sort of um, appeals to this in places. Uh, so I want to talk about strategic communication and what that is. And I think strategic communication has a lot to do with what we might call strategic thinking also. And lately I've seen strategic thinking on the kind of top of list of the list of desirable traits in a potential employee. It's oftentimes right alongside communication skills. And I think I've said this before on this podcast, but I don't really think many people understand what good communication skills really are. And I now think the same thing about strategic thinking. If you've been listening to 75 episodes of this podcast, then you really do know what good communication skills are. And today we'll kind of dip our toe into what strategic thinking means and what that means for communication uh, to get the ball rolling there. But the two, communication skills and strategic thinking, are actually deeply related to one another from my perspective. And oftentimes an individual that knows how to communicate effectively also happens to be a strategic thinker because the root of both skills is actually the same. Um, So... I applied for a job recently for a senior leadership position in academia, and nearly every component of the job advertisement listed and every desirable trait that's outlined included language around strategic thinking and effective communication. The question is, will the search firm looking for this kind of leader actually know what they're looking for? Or in other words, um, do they even know what a strategic thinker is? And are they aware why a strategic thinker might also be a good communicator? They didn't pick me. I didn't get the job. So I think they don't. (laughs) But that's my biased sort of position. Okay, so what's strategic thinking first? And then we'll get to what strategic communication is in a second. Strategic thinking involves taking what we have and using it to get what we want. Sometimes we have very little. And if you think about people in Alabama in the 1950s, the site of the bus boycotts that helped launch the civil rights movement. They used what they had, which was just bus fare, to get what they wanted, which was desegregation of the buses. That required transforming the little thing that they had into some sort of power or powerful capacity for producing change. Other people have a lot. So if you think about a senior executive at a large institution with a budget in the millions and a staff in the hundreds, or if you think about the provost and president of the University of Waterloo, those people have a lot at their disposal. Um, but their job, or, or in order for them to act as strategic thinkers, they both face the task of transforming a resource, whatever the resource, if it's money, it's people, it's bus tickets, into powerful means of producing changes that result in specific outcomes. So in any case, whether we're boycotting buses in Alabama or the provosts of the University of Waterloo, We have to focus and select a specific outcome that we think will move us closer to our goals. At Waterloo right now, we're we're developing what's called a strategic plan, which is the focusing and selecting a specific set of outcomes that we think is going to improve the university. If you focus on desegregating buses, civil rights leaders avoided spreading themselves too thin and choosing a target that they they chose something that, that could engage the broader community in a really kind of particular practical way. 
So once we've selected and focused on a specific outcome, then we need to choose tactics that can make the most of our resources and limit the value of our opponent's resources. I don't wanna to get too much into that right now. We'll get into that when we talk about communication more. We also need to pay close attention to timing because some moments present greater opportunities than others. Opportunities occur in times when contextual or environmental changes increase the value of our resources. In other words, opportunities arise not when we get more resources, but when the resources we have become more valuable. Um, you know, in other words, a full uh, kind of full thing of grain, a full granary is really valuable in a famine, less valuable when everybody has plenty of food. Uh, okay, so strategic thinking is an action. It's something you do, not something you have. And so is communication. Both are special kinds of action that produce effects in the world. As I've said a million times, communication isn't the transmission of information from one place to another. It's the process of using language to produce effects on others. And language, it turns out, is the key resource that we all possess. It's the one thing that all of us have, not just bus tickets or millions of dollars in a budget or a staff of 30 or 40 people. We all have language. So that is the primary resource we have for produce, selecting and focusing and producing and, and, and producing effects that can transform things. People that are good at communication use language strategically to produce the outcomes that they want. It's the resource that most often turns into the power to produce change. This is something I believe kind of deeply as a communication scholar. Language is the primary resource for producing change. Not bus tickets, not money, uh, not budgets, etc. It's It's language. If we're good at communication, then we're able to select and focus our message we're able to tactically organize and structure that message. And then we're able to communicate at the right moment, all in order to produce the most profound and deepest effects on our intended audiences. So in both the case of communication and strategic thinking, we think about goals and outcomes, and then we design practices for using what we have, language, maybe something else, to achieve those goals and produce those outcomes. Neither requires learning grammar, gaining abstract knowledge, or engaging in theoretical speculation. Both, in fact, are ongoing interactive processes of experimentation, adaptation, and kind of reflective learning about the consequences of our actions. So I think here's the test for readers, or for listeners, and for human resource management managers, and for anyone else. Uh, so you want to ask the question, are you a strategic thinker? Well, that depends on whether you are frequently able to use what you have Use the resources that you have to get the things that you want by focusing and selecting on specific outcomes, by deploying particular tactics to leverage your resources, and by choosing the right time to act. We might ask, are you a good communicator? Well, that depends on whether you are more concerned with the effects that you produce on others than with the transmission of information, which I've said repeatedly, and whether you're skilled at using language to produce the kinds of effects that you most desire. Uh, maybe the search firm looking for the senior leader through the job ad that I applied for uh, should ask the candidates to demonstrate their ability to perform in those ways. And then they'd know if there was evidence that the candidate was the one that they wanted. Now, there's a huge problem here. Um, and I think this is enormously, enormously significant uh, for every, nearly every human being or, or um, all of us. Uh, and that's the, the, and the problem is, is this, and it's a communication problem, not a strategic thinking problem. Uh, so I think that the vast, vast majority of people that I meet and encounter are not strategic thinkers. Uh, they're just not, they're not strategic communicators either. And 
that's because there's a deep misalignment between communication practices someone employs and what they really want or their intended outcomes. And there's a huge gap between the practices they use and the outcomes that they seek. So imagine it this way. Um, a, a person kind of has this internal sense of what they, what they want in life. Let's say they want recognition. Let's say they want a promotion. Uh, let's say they want to win an award. Uh, let's say they want to find a spouse or make some new friends. So they have this internal sense of a set of desired outcomes or interests. For some people, that internal sense of desired outcomes and interests is really conscious and clear. Like they've self-reflectively thought about what those outcomes and interests are. And they, they, have, they feel good, they feel confident in what those outcomes are. For other people, those outcomes are kind of unconscious and nebulous and vague. Uh, so they're not too sure what they want, what kind of desired outcome is, is preferable to them, what their interests really are. They're confused about some things. They've been led astray and led to believe some things are their interests when they're not. Um, so if you're the latter kind of person, there's no way you can ever be a strategic communicator. If you're unclear about what outcomes or what your, what your the outcomes you want are or what your desired interests are, then you will fail at strategic communication because you fail at that first step. You can't focus and select an outcome or an interest and then design a strategy or set of tactics for achieving that interest. And there are lots and lots and lots of people all over the world that have no idea what it is that they want, what, what their interests are, what desired outcomes that they have. You should be, if you're listening to this and you have someone in a senior executive leadership position and it's not abundantly clear what outcomes they want or what their interests are, you should be very concerned. And that person is not going to be any good at their job. They cannot be a strategic thinker. They cannot be a strategic communicator because they don't even know what they'd be developing a strategy around. Uh, in lots of ways, I think the Trump administration, uh, even though their foreign policy, for example, is America first, there's so much confusion about what the desired outcome is. There's so much ambiguity about what the interests are that it's basically a total a total mess. Um, okay, so you have one group of people that can't be strategic thinkers or strategic communicators because they don't even know what it is that they want uh, and they don't know what their interests are, are or what their outcomes or what desired outcomes they have. So you have another group of people who have thought a little bit about, okay, these are the outcomes I'm interested in. Um, so for example, in my profession, junior faculty member gets hired as an assistant professor. He or she wants to be promoted to associate professor. It's kind of like the outcome that's desirable. That's the, the, like we, that person wants to achieve this outcome. Um, now, do they engage in a set of communication practices that would strategically advance that end of achieving that outcome? So there are lots of people that don't even know what outcomes they want. There are lots, lots more people who know what outcomes they want and never even bother to think about what communication practices might advance or achieve those outcomes. They spend no time thinking about that. In that group of people, a lot of those people misunderstand communication. They think that communication is about the transmission of information. And if you abide by the transmission model, you approach the world something like this. You think, well, you know, internally I have this interests or these interests. And so my job in communication is just to express 
those internal interests and those internal desires out into the world and transmit my the information I have about those things and then everything will be fine. Well, guess what? The transmission of that internal sense of what you want and what your interests are might not be terribly effective. It might come at the wrong time. It might not be able to leverage what you have to get what you want. It might not align with the outcomes you desire. So here's the simplest example from an earlier episode of, of the pot, this podcast. You know, Let's say I really like someone and I want that person to go on a date with me or to like me back. And I start creepily stalking them and saying, oh, when I love you, I care about you so much. And they're reacting, your reaction to me is like, ew, like what? You're freaking me out. You're scaring me. This is strange. This is weird. You're making me feel uncomfortable. So I have no no reason to to dispute or to distrust a person's interest. Or when, when someone says, oh, I love that other person, I don't mean to distrust that feeling that they have inside them. But they're not being a strategic communicator because they're not thinking tactically about how to use language to get the outcome that they want. Instead, the outcome is producing the opposite of the outcome that they desire. So if they really love or care someone, yet they make them feel uncomfortable or awkward or uh, creepy, or uh, then the reaction that they're going to get is not the reaction that they want. Um, and they're going to produce the opposite kind of outcome than they desire. So that doesn't just go for interpersonal interactions. I've seen lots of people in professional settings, you know, let's say they want a particular outcome. Um, in, in my, uh, somebody told me the other day that the English department wanted to destroy, quote unquote, destroy my department. Um, and so if that was their goal for the last 10 years, that outcome was their desire. All the tactics that they've used to achieve that outcome have been disastrously bad. Because in the last 10 years, my department's grown uh, in terms of faculty, in terms of influence, in terms of undergraduate majors, you know, we keep getting bigger and stronger. And yet they've been engaged in a series of attempts to just quote unquote, destroy the department. Well, I mean, talk about a boatload of terrible strategic thinkers and terrible strategic communicators, because literally the communication practices that they're choosing advance the opposite of the outcomes that they desire. Um, so that first basket of people, the basket of people that don't even know what their outcomes are, well, they can't be strategic thinkers uh, or strategic communicators because they're not pulling strategy toward any particular end. The second basket of people has some outcomes or ends or interests in mind, but never thinks through the way that language is the primary resource for advancing those particular ends or achieving those particular outcomes and does not, or those people do not, worry, think about, or understand uh, strategic thinking or strategic communication because they don't deploy communication to advance or to, to achieve those outcomes or those interests. Uh, that is a huge, huge, huge problem. And this is why strategic thinking and, and communication are so deeply aligned. Because if you think about communication as producing effects and not as transmitting information, then you recognize that good communication is about producing positive, the, the kinds of effects that you want. While strategic thinking is about using what you have to get the outcomes that you desire. So a strategic thinker is thinking through the consequences of their actions and how those consequences align with the achievement of specific outcomes. Well, that's exactly what a good communicator is thinking about also. Um, so, and this goes, the problem goes even deeper. So sometimes a lot of us, even if we're in the, the former camp, the camp of people who know what our interests and, and 
are know what outcomes we want. We employ words that kind of naturally come to our lips and we kind of instinctually express whatever comes to mind. And when we deal with people in such a manner and it, it like we're not thinking strategically at all because that kind of uh, naturalized expression of our internal sense of what we're feeling at the time almost invariably uh, impedes the achievement of our outcome or the outcomes that we want. So there are so many meetings where I sit in and I'm sitting there just thinking, oh, I hate this person. This is so stupid. Like, I don't like this. This is a person saying something really dumb. So I have this internal monologue going on about what my assessment of the situation is. But I know that strategically to express that internal monologue would be a disaster for the achievement of the outcomes that I want to achieve. So instead, I kind of let it all go internally, and then I think about what I need to say in terms of how what I can say could transform or move or achieve the outcome that I want, regardless of what else is going on in the room. So that is a fundamental leadership communication practice. It is, I'd say, the most fundamental and basic leadership communication practice, the ability to think strategically and communicate strategically in in that way um i worry a great deal when when my students show no aptitude for strategic communication if they can't even recognize that the problem is that their choice of words their use of the resource of language will either advance or not advance their interests or will either achieve or or, or inhibit their ability to achieve the outcomes they desire I, they have to at least reflect on on the fact that language does that work and then adjust or make changes to their communication practices based on the likelihood that those practices will achieve the desired outcomes that they have. And if they don't do, if they don't have to do any kind of recalibrating of this communication practice will lead to this outcome, then they're kind of lost and they're not going to ever become good communicators. Um, and, and they're not also going to be strategic thinkers if they have that incapacity to think through that problem. Now, um, I also fascinated with communication because we fail so often at it. I mean, I, I think that we routinely fail to achieve the outcomes we desire, even if we are strategic communicators. So even if we think very carefully about how our uses of language uh, either produce or inhibit the, the, the achievement of, our, of certain outcomes. Um, so even if we're in, in, so we're in basket one, we're in the former category of people that know what outcomes they want, and then we're actually thinking about how to use the resources of language to get those outcomes. We're not just not bothering thinking about that at all and just communicating willy-nilly in the, in the world. Uh, we still are likely to fail quite frequently because communication is really hard and really complex and strategic communication is the most complex of all communication tasks. Um, okay, so I think that one of the greatest problems facing human beings today is the misalignment between the communication practices they want and the outcomes and interests they're looking to advance. So I see just endless examples of communication practices that could not possibly achieve the outcomes that someone desired. So I, I was recently involved in a decision about um, a certain hire in the Faculty of Arts, and it was very, very clear that specific people wanted something they, they wanted a particular end and i just watched them they drafted a memo or a, a written response to a question 
And the entirety of the written response advanced the opposite of the end that they sought. It was almost a kind of uh, justification to not hire in the direction that that person wanted. Um, and it, it was almost astonishing the extent to which the communication practice was misaligned with the, the outcome that was desired. And so I think the number one problem people face is that they're not strategic communicators. They think that communication is this kind of natural expression of, or this kind of rational accounting of, of what they internally feel. And that's just not what it is. It's a process of producing effects. And so if you're careful about and tactical about the effects that you're producing, then you're probably a strategic thinker and you're probably gonna do really well in the world. And if you're not, you're not gonna get the outcomes that, that you want. Uh, you can get the outcomes that you want with other resources and strategic thinkers. There are lots of good strategic thinkers in politics that know how to use money and votes and influence and, uh, and all sorts of other resources to get what they want. And that is a form of strategic thinking. But strategic communication just asks that you use your language, use the language that you have to achieve your outcomes. So um, my advice to everyone listening is to think carefully about how their use of language achieves the outcomes that they want, that, that you want, or doesn't achieve those outcomes. How language use is tactical, is timely, uh, is focused, and it does select a kind of outcome and can work to achieve that outcome. And be wary of people in leadership positions that can't do that with language or that don't seem capable of using language to advance specific outcomes or are producing the opposite outcomes than the outcomes that they seek. All right, so that was a, a kind of a broad episode, but strategic communication is the kind of essential goal of some of what, or all of what we've been talking about in the last 75 episodes. So thanks everyone for listening. I'll be back shortly with another new episode.